are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers. Looks like I'm able to get back into the account now, so you can continue to follow me there, and I'll be tweeting out all of the episodes whenever we post a new one or whenever I do the Locked Ons that I'm starting to do a lot more of now, so you can see the videos. Uh, that I do breaking down each and every game for the Brewers. Also, please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. Today we'll be quickly recapping the blowout win on Thursday afternoon, and then we'll give our weekly minor league recap. Before we get into all of that, let me remind you this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me the next time I go live to get in on the action. You can follow me on the Spotify Greenroom app simply at shortstopball, same as my Twitter handle. We'll start out with a little bit of news like we always do. A couple of injury notes here. It sounds like good news on Avicel Garcia and Rowdy Telez, both considered day-to-day. Injuries aren't that serious. I told you on Thursday podcast, it looks like it was just a bruised hand for Avicel. Council said both of them probably could have played on Thursday if they needed to, but uh, day game after night game, Brewers already had the series kind of wrapped up, and it turns out really didn't need them anyway, so good to give them an extra day of rest there. Josh Hader is back and actually pitched in the game on Thursday, coming back off the COVID IL. Hobie Milner, who was up for a game, sent back out. At least he did get to pitch in in that game before getting sent back down. And then the tragic story or of John Axford, at least tragic ending to this point of John Axford. He's transferred to the 60-day IL. Still haven't heard exactly what his decision is going to be, if he's going to try to get uh, surgery and see if he can fix it or if he's going to call it a wrap on his career. We'll have to see what he ends up doing there, but hoping all the best for him. All right, getting into Thursday's game, which was a – Sweep over the Cubs, a four-game sweep over the Cubs, and surprised to hear it was their the Brewers' first ever four-game sweep over the Cubs, uh, according to Adam McCauvey on Twitter. And their current nine-game winning streak over the Cubs is also a franchise record, and they now lead the all-time matchup between the two teams, 198-197. to So really a big series in a lot of ways here for the Brewers, not only picking up four wins, over their arch rivals, but setting a franchise record for consecutive wins against them and also taking the lead in the all-time matchup. So great stuff there from the Brewers in this series. Getting into Thursday's game, offense just exploded once again early on. This time in the second inning, they get five runs and the first four batters in the inning combined for a cycle, which was pretty cool to see. They go on to score 17 runs on 22 hits. And this is the game that Brandon Woodruff and Kyle Hendricks started. I told you on Thursday this would be a great pitcher's duel. Sometimes it doesn't always work out the way that it should. Hendricks was absolutely terrible, just kept throwing fastballs, and the Brewers hitters just kept crushing them. So uh, I don't know. That that Cubs team looks pretty lackluster at this point. 
I gotta gotta think that all the wind that they had they used in those first couple of games. I mean, I was surprised at the the way they came out fighting in the, those double header games to start the series. But it's like once the Brewers punched them in the mouth, they just completely fell back and and gave up on this series. They were completely terrible these last two games. But credit a lot of that to the Brewers, both the pitchers and the offense. Eduardo Escobar, Luis Arias, Jace Peterson, and Manny Pena all had at least three hits each in this game. Arias and Peterson each had five hits, and Pena had a grand slam, part of a game-high six RBI. Arias tied a Major League Baseball record with five extra base hits in one game, and he became the first Brewers player to do it. And this was kind of crazy to me because that seems like a pretty huge feat, right? Getting five extra base hits in one game, uh, that doesn't seem like something that's done quite often. And 15 other people have done it. Of course, that's a long history in the game of baseball. But still, I thought that was a uh, pretty big number to hit five extra base hits in one game. That's pretty crazy. And there's another player on the Brewers who has done that in their career, now not with the Brewers, but Jackie Bradley Jr. did it in uh, 2015 with the Red Sox. And boy, wouldn't we love to see him do that with the Brewers at some point this year? I think that may double his extra base, his base hit total for the year. But uh, yeah, JBJ did it back in 2015. Arias becomes the first Brewer to do it. Pretty awesome feat there for Luis Arias. Um, and every starter in this game had at least one hit. In fact, Wong, uh, Colton Wong and Willie Adamas, the one and two hitters in the lineup, were the only starters to have only one hit. Everybody else in the lineup, starting-wise, had multiple hits in this game. So, again, just a really impressive performance from the Brewers' offense for the second straight game. Uh, really good to see that. I talked about it on my Locked On uh, video. This offense is rolling right now. Just really incredible to see when you combine it with the pitching staff. It's what we've been waiting for, hoping for all year. That once this offense finally finally got clicking, they weren't in the first half of the season. And I kept saying, you know, if the if they ever do put it together, this team is going to become one of the best in baseball. And they certainly are that right now with one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. And now they just have a very deep lineup that has a can go out and put up runs like this on a nightly basis. So. Really fun to watch right now, uh, especially when you consider the fact that Brandon Woodruff only went three innings in this one and threw 75 pitches. It was a very rare, inefficient outing for him. As he said after the game, he felt like his pitching, his pitches were good. His breaking stuff was good. He just wasn't able to get ahead in counts. Got a lot of high, uh, high counts that drove up his pitch count. Uh, I've said counts a lot now. I'm going to stop doing that. Um, but it just forced him out of the game with the where the where it was. Probably a good call for counsel to just go ahead and get him out of there, save those bullets, and rest him up a little bit. Like with Burns on Wednesday, this was the first time that Woodruff had pitched on regular wet rest in a while. So maybe that had something to do with it, pitching in a, an afternoon game. So uh, a lot of factors going into that for sure. But Woodruff not able to go more than three innings, but it didn't matter because the Brewers offense picked him up. Again, was really excellent in this game. And then with Woodruff only going uh, three innings, the bullpen obviously had to pick him up. So 
let's go over the bullpen notes real quick. Sorry, I'm watching this. I'm watching the uh, the Field of Dreams game while I record. Tim Anderson just hit a walk-off home run, so that was pretty exciting. Took my attention there for a second. But jumping back in to the recap, uh, Justin Topa looked very impressive in his return. The fastball was up in the upper 90s and had some really good movement on it. So I thought that was a really good sign for the Brewers in this one. He had the chance to become a big part of that bullpen. Somebody who doesn't is Daniel Norris. I mean, I've said it over and over now. It's just he's not that guy. I mean, this is a great spot to use him in a low-leverage situation with the games out of hand. I get that, but hopefully we don't see him in a high-leverage spot in a close game anytime soon. And then Hader, like I mentioned, coming back from the COVID IL, made his return, struck out the side. So very good performance from him. We'll take a break, and then we'll get into our minor league recap for the week. The show is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a ton of flavors and a wide variety of flavors at that. It's not just your regular run-of-the-mill flavors. They have a bunch of different flavors from coconut to salted caramel. They got the mint brownie and my favorite, cookies and cream. There's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors you don't normally get in protein bars. Something that's going to give you a very unique taste. Something that tastes good. It's not hard as a rock. Has a soft middle, so it's very easy to chew, easy to get down. They're very good. They're very tasty, and they're great for you as well. Most of them only have about 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So whether you like to take them before a workout, after a workout, as a meal replacement in the morning, or whether they're just a snack for you like they are for me, you can eat them anytime. I can't tell you enough how good they are, especially for a protein bar. So go to BuiltBar.com today and try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Just go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, so let's jump into our minor league update for the week. Going to be going over the best performances from the last seven days. Remember, I am recording this on Thursday night, so it may not uh, may not include all the stats from Thursday's minor league games. But going to Nashville, got a couple of guys on rehab assignments there who are eager to get back up to the big leagues and are tearing it up right now. Daniel Vogelbach. Uh, has six hits and 12 at-bats, including a home run, as well as eight walks for a 667 on-base percentage in five games. Definitely can't wait to have him back up with the Brewers. And Travis Shaw, he hasn't been slacking either. He has a pair of home runs in four games, been doing very well. So could see both of them back very soon for the Brewers just to even deepen what's already become a really good offense. Corey Ray had a good week as well, hitting 417 with two doubles, a triple, a home run, and three walks. Certainly good to see there for Corey Ray, providing some outfield depth as well. And then Dylan File, who's been working his way back, probably had his best outing so far. He allowed just one earned run on two hits with no walks and eight strikeouts over five and two-thirds innings. So really good start for Dylan File with Nashville. And then Luke Barker, I continue to talk about him. He's been one of the best relievers in the Brewers' farm system this year. He had two uh, shutout innings this past week, striking out four, uh, or two shutout appearances, striking out four in three innings with a save. Again, just continues to be consistent coming out of that bullpen for Nashville. Moving down to Biloxi, David Fry was the offensive leader for Biloxi this past week, but that honestly isn't saying much. I say it all the time. Double A South is just a really 
hard league to hit in. And the Biloxi offense just hasn't been that good really for most of the season, especially was the case this past week. But Fry did have, he had four hits on the week, and three of those were of the extra base variety, including two home runs. So he's been very solid all year. Has David Fry had some extra base hit power this past week. On the pitching side of things, Noah Zavalas had tossed seven shutout innings in his lone start this past week, striking out seven and allowing just five hits and three walks. A very strong start from Zavalas. And then Lucas Ersig struck out six batters in just two and two-thirds innings while only allowing a hit and a walk. So very good work for Ersig out of the bullpen for Biloxi. All right, moving to high A, your Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. Chad McClanahan was 5 for 13 this past week with a home run and three doubles for a 13-13 OPS. So very good week at the plate for McClanahan. And I have to mention Joey Weimer. I'll mention him again when we talk about Carolina. He was on a tear with the Mudcats before getting called up to Wisconsin. And he's already picked up a home run in two games with the Timber Rattlers. And again, like I said, we'll talk about more on him in just a minute. I've mentioned Evan Reifert quite a bit this year. Uh, he's had a really great year out of the bullpen. He and Luke Barker, maybe two of the best bullpen guys all year in the Brewers farm system. He had a really good week, allowed just one earned run on one hit and one walk over four and two-thirds innings with nine strikeouts and a save. So Evan Reifert, remember that name, been very good all year coming out of the bullpen. And then finally, moving down to Carolina. In his three games at Carolina before getting promoted, Joey Weimer was 8-for-13 with three home runs, two doubles, and 10 RBI. He had a five-game stretch to end his stint with Carolina where he picked up 14 hits, four of those being home runs, three of those being doubles, and 12 RBI in his last five games with the Mudcats. So just an incredibly hot stretch there for Joey, definitely deserving of that promotion i mean he's been all over social media lately uh, every night doing something spectacular so definitely keep an eye on him right now as he is a red hot gabe holt he was a hitting machine this past week he picked up 12 hits the most in the organization this past week in just five games for a 480 average but only one of them went for extra bases which is kind of hard when you think about it you got 12 hits only one of them Went for extra bases, but still pretty impressive work there. Picking up 12 hits in five games. That's just crazy. And then my guy Felix Valerio, got to mention him. He had five doubles this past week, so he made up for the extra base shortage that Gabe Holt had, picking up five doubles. On the pitching side for Carolina, Kent Hassler pitched four innings this past week over two appearances with nine strikeouts, so a very good strikeout percentage there for Hassler. And then Michael Vassilotti, hope I'm saying that right, had really solid start, allowing two earned runs on three hits and two walks over six and a third with nine strikeouts. So a very good start for him down in Carolina. We also had some newcomers, some new draft picks who joined the fray this past week. I know Sal Freilich had some good games starting out his career in Carolina. So really good to see that from him. He was 3-for-5 on Thursday with the Mudcats. So, again, he's hitting 294 with Carolina so far. Really good to see that from the Brewers' 2021 first-round draft pick in Sal Freilich. 
Well, that's it for our, our minor league recap. Check back next week. We'll go through it all again. Let me know on Twitter if you like these minor league recaps. Do you want me to switch it up at all or do something different? Maybe just highlight a couple of the top prospects. However you want me to do this, just let me know on Twitter. Be glad to cater that to you. But for right now, keep this format going. All right, we'll take one more break, and then we'll preview the weekend series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat but never make it at home for yourself? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques from Wild Alaskan Seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership at any time, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com MLB for $15 off your first box. So it's been a pretty great week for the Brewers so far, obviously, with a four-game sweep over the Cubs. And now they got a chance to continue that winning streak going into a three-game series with the Pirates over the weekend. The only question here is who is going to start these games for the Brewers. We know Brett Anderson's going to start on Friday, but after that, we really don't know. I think you could potentially see Freddie Peralta on Sunday, maybe Aaron Ashby. This is where the rainout on Monday really messed things up. Um, but I think you probably see one of those two on Sunday and possibly a bullpen game on Saturday, unless they call up Josh Lindblom or somebody like that, or perhaps Eric Lauer is ready coming back off the COVID IL. But I read somewhere where he's a little bit slower coming back uh, than others have been. Obviously, with the bullpen guys, you know, it doesn't take much for them to ramp back up to an inning of work for a starter. Probably going to take a little bit more than that for guys like Aaron Lauer and Adrian Hauser. So we'll have to see if Lauer's ready. If not, again, it could be a bullpen game, but we'll see how that works out. Going for the Pirates on Friday is going to be Mitch Keller. The Brewers actually haven't faced him this year. He's given up four earned over five innings in his last two outings. So, uh, and I think the ERA on the year is over seven. So it could be another opportunity for this offense to stay hot and put up some runs. I certainly would take four, four earned over five innings if Keller wants to do that again. But I think this Brewers offense is capable of obviously doing even more than that. Bryce Wilson will be making his third start with the Pirates, and his first two have been very solid. The Brewers saw that firsthand in his first go-around 
with the Pirates, where he allowed just one earn on two hits and two walks over five innings with zero strikeouts. Again, I talked about it in my recap of that game. I, I didn't necessarily think his stuff was that great. I think Brewers were just not squaring the ball up for whatever reason. Again, putting a lot of balls in play, no strikeouts there, just weren't able to find holes. So wouldn't be surprised the Brewers kind of get to him the second time around in this one, kind of figure out the spin on his baseball to start squaring some up. Again, would not be surprised at all to see the Brewers' offense kind of go off on him this time around. And then we don't know who's pitching on Sunday for the Pirates either, but like Vinny and I have talked about, these are the series you got to take advantage of. You got to not just win, but try and go for the sweep. When you got a team as bad as the Pirates are, the Brewers have done well this week, and they've gotten some help from the Braves as well, but they've... uh, pushed out there leading the NL Central to eight games, so a much softer cushion than it was at the beginning of the week when the Reds had gotten within five, so you're definitely feeling a lot better about that. But again, the Reds have an easy schedule the rest of the way, so you got to take advantage of these games with the Pirates and try and get that sweep, if at all possible. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. Follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.